0: Sports staff of the Holland Sentinel, this is From the Press Box, with your hosts, Brian Vernelis, Dan Diadonna, and Chris Zadarazny.
1: Thank you all for joining us. Welcome to another edition of From the Press Box. It's our weekly podcast presented by the Sentinel Sports Staff. Gentlemen, thank you for being here. Dan Diadonna. <laughs> I'm here. Chris Zadarazny. He's here. We're going to have to share mics because I left one of them at home. So we're down to two mics here. Mike, a little awkward, but uh, I'm Brian Vernellis, digital director here. And uh, we are, well, high school football, first the first practices were yesterday. Yeah. You guys, <laughs> Dan's shaking his head. It, uh, yeah, it's just the start of the next, what, 10 weeks regular season plus another four? or five afterward postseason depends on how long we go exactly um so who's looking you know obviously there's a lot of teams out there that would love to repeat the success they had last year mm-hmm. some that are ready to bounce back and uh make amends for last season you know is yep. this can we expect another long run of a team this year yes To all three questions? (laughs) Uh, Yes. (laughs) So can we expect Saugatuck back in the – back at Ford Field? I don't think it's –
2: I don't think you can expect anybody to be back at Ford Field, especially Saugatuck. I think their run was so surprising last year that just everything kind of came together. They were fueled by that loss to Fenville in the, the regular season finale that cost them a conference championship. They didn't even win their conference. They were in state finals. Um, and then it just kept building on each other. Now, do they have a good shot at making another deep run? You bet, because they return four out of their five linemen plus some skill players. So they will have that experience. Um, I think they have seventeen seniors on their team. Or I think they were saying That's some some years they don't even have seventeen players. Um, uh, in the past they haven't. So they're maybe maybe it's 11 Either way, it's more seniors than they usually have. Um, they they have a lot of numbers this year, which is which is good. But um, yeah, their their line will anchor. I mean, they run, you know, a kind of a version of the. It's like a it's a run, it's an o- run, it's option, a run option and yeah. it, they, it's kind of has some wing tee features, but they pass a little bit more than other wing tee teams do um but they all know the system and that's going to help the, uh Brad Dunn uh moves from wide receiver to quarterback which is going to be kind of a a big transition because he was an all-state receiver but he's you know one of the best athletes out there and um uh, they had a good quarterback last year Jackson Striver, who re- uh I almost said retired who graduated <laughs> uh <laughs> so uh they and he's going to be able to, he's a playmaker so they're going to have you know a shot at making a run um the team that I'm really interested to see what happens with this year is West Ottawa. They yeah. are coming off their best year they've ever had in like a lot of sports. and But they also graduated a ton with their senior class um, across the board. So, But their system has been doing well. Oshnock's a great coach. They've been getting more numbers and everything like that. I can't see them dropping off the map. And they got Isaac Van Dyke back at quarterback yep. and they got some other good underclassmen like jason fairfield who's going to be back but i just can't picture it happening like it did last year oh they got little bosma uh blake bosma yeah Yep. so i mean there's there's gonna be some things there but i mean who knows maybe we didn't see that coming last year either and look what happened yeah, so it's it's kind uh, of
0: interesting for them just because Xavier Wade was a big part of their offense, Sean, Sean Keith Townsend, a big part of their offense, two weapons that they're going to have to replace, I think. that, that It's hard to replace mm-hmm. when you have two talented players and those guys right there.
2: Right, definitely. And then you also, the other the flip side of it is you had three all-conference linemen, Omar Disla, Alejandro Ferreira, and Angelo Mata that are all gone too. So the line play could be the key for West Ottawa because that's, gonna be where we're getting a little bit more of the um the turnover and the and the changes that are gonna happen so um but i mean we're gonna have some really good teams we're gonna have some really good teams zealand west is always good they run the same system the wing t all the time it works um everyone knows it's coming still works um
0: they i mean they've got a tough schedule coming up to start the season they're going down to columbus for week one uh, and I was just at their practice today, talking to uh, Coach Chilado, and he said they've got four Division One players on their team. The Columbus team, does. yes, Columbus, Ohio, uh, Northland High School, and then they play Gramercy Christian in week two. then play a really, a really good Holland team that is returning yeah. a lot of players, and then in week four they play Lowell, and then it's Byron Center that's their first five weeks
2: right and all their conference games are going to be good because everybody's good in the conference and, and you, fin- the okay you finish game, up so.
0: with unity christian holland christian zelius and hamilton that's not an easy schedule that's, that's not an not. easy schedule at all no uh so yeah Zealand west is going to be very interesting to see and i talked to some of the players they say that you know that's going to be that, that week one is going to kind of set the tone for how the season is going to go for them for sure for sure
2: and then Zealand east has got some skill positions back um and some linemen to Berghorst, adam Berghorst is back um, Foose goes back, um, but you lose. You know, they're kind of like a typical loss. You lose Brendan Noll on the line. You lose Kobe Heisinger as a wide receiver. You, you lose your quarterback Keegan Enzing. Those obviously are shoes that are going to need to be filled. But if they can, I think they get have some the quarterback depth. play. They have the depth to you know to be a playoff team. Uh, I think so does Holland. I mean, they oh, return same here. all their their uh, two running backs and quarterback are all three year. Uh, i think three of varsity players they're all really experienced they're the captains and they have four out of their five no three out of their five linemen back that were starters so i mean this is a team that can do some damage especially if they can hang on to the ball and score uh, like they've proven that they can do yeah. um, i think that's it's another possible playoff team and who knows what
0: holland christian's got I don't know yet. We haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything yet, actually. I mean, Um, they got
2: their two uh, great receivers back. They're going to throw the ball a lot, I'm sure. Um, But, I mean, they did that last year, and they scored a
0: lot of points, but they gave up a lot of points. My issue for Holland Christian was we didn't really know what they were by the end of the year with injuries that they had, including Wilson Wirebutt quarterback. He mm-hmm. was injured, and they had to go to their third or fourth string quarterback against Holland. Right. And they got beat by Holland because they didn't have a quarterback. Right. Um, so if they have a healthy team this year, it's really – it could be a big improvement from a three, two, three, and six seasons. Right. And a second season uh, as well for the coach is going to be hopefully a better one for them um, just because the system will be – the same it won't be learning new plays or or how to run things for sure yeah so that i
2: mean that's a big a big change for them and uh who knows i mean the holland holland christian game is becoming a a big game again i mean it was it always is a big game because it's you know the two in-town rivals but it hasn't been there's been times where it's been dominant by one team i mean holland christians won every all but two of the matchups and the one that the first one that Holland won was the Corey Willis year where they beat East Grand Rapids and beat everybody and you knew you knew they were going to win that game um, and then they won last year which was a big win for them and I think even if they had their starting quarterback Holland Christian did I think Holland on paper at least still wins that game because um, they they had a little bit more complete team if Holland Christian could stop some people yeah. then they're they're gonna they if they if their defense is much improved they're gonna be a playoff team. And Holland could be a playoff team. Both Zealand schools could be a playoff team. West Otto could be a playoff team. Saugatuck should be a playoff team. And Fenville could be a playoff team. I mean, they were 5 and 4 last year. And they won the conference and they didn't make the playoffs, which I find still is, a is weird, baffling. Yeah, it's baffling that's weird that a team could do that. Um, but they had that huge win beating Saugatuck, a team that was in the state finals. And they got a new coach. Who knows what that brings? But they got a lot of people, they got a lot of returners back. They do, um, including their quarterback uh Sanchez Matthew Sanchez I yeah. mean that's a big deal to have a quarterback back you got a healthy Jace Cosse that can that can run the ball really run well. the ball he, he's you know he could be a wrecking ball out there too I mean there's so many elements there that look like you know could lead that team to a playoff team and then you got Hamilton who knows I mean Hamilton did not have a good year no, last year they did year. not they did not but they They were in a lot of games. Like, they didn't get blown out a ton. They just really had a hard time stopping teams. They gave up
0: 397 points.
2: Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, but usually, generally, the Hamilton defense is, like, their cornerstone. If they can get that together, who knows, man? This OK Green is crazy. It's going to be a good conference. You could have – I mean, we've had, like, the last – few years right like five of the seven schools are making the playoffs each year which is ridiculous and the only and the two other ones usually would have if they were in a different conference And the only reason they didn't is because they lost so many close head-to-head games in the conference yeah that there just mathematically isn't the possibility of everybody making the playoffs but it's it's going to be really 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 interesting to see um you know what happens this year we could i mean we could have a record for uh number of playoff teams or not i mean remember last year we talked about how we thought every team would go five and four or four (laughs) and five and boy were we wrong man the teams that we thought were gonna go five and four all made the playoffs easily and the teams that we thought weren't gonna do much one of them went one and seven or one and eight but then the other one's all made the playoffs too, you know what I mean? Or made a run at Fenville, Made that run at the playoffs? Like it? It was? It was by far the most positively surprising football year across the board that we've had.
1: Well, which makes my next question for you guys. I don't know if you want to take it. Then, uh, who are, who's your pick to win conferences then this year? Who? <laughs> um,
2: I think. I think West Auto can be a playoff team for sure. I just can't see them winning the red with so much that they lost. Yeah. It's not out of the realm of possibilities, but I would bet Rockford wins the conference. Um, just based on what's both teams have coming back. Um, right, Would you, I would agree. agree? I don't th- I mean? I think
0: West auto could give it a run, but I don't think they win. I don't
2: think they won the conference. Right. I mean, they've only won it. That was the one, first time, right. Outright. The first yeah, time they first won time outright. outright or something. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's such a hard conference to win. Um, when you have to go through a bunch of state powers, the OK Green, they're coin flip it. I mean, you know, right now, I mean on on paper and you know starting out with what we know, I would say I don't think Hamilton can win the conference. I would agree there. Yeah, and I don't think Holland Christian can win the conference with the, unless their defense is much improved. Now I still think they can make the playoffs, but I don't think with the other with the rest of the schools. But I think, I think. There's so much there. I mean, on I mean, I think I would have to put the favorite to win the conference is Byron Center, uh, the way they've had, you know, the way they've played the last few years, and the program that they've, they've, you know, started there. But Unity Christian has had some big years, and Zealand East and West have, and you cannot count Holland out because they have too much yep. upside. They have too much upside, and if that all comes together, we've seen Holland have crazy years like that, the Corey Willis year, where it all came together one year, and they went. 9 and 3 or whatever. Um, I mean, I guess if I had to pick right now, I would say out of ignorance, I would say Byron Center because there's just there's nothing specifically gripping about any of our teams. They're all going to be in the green. They're all going to be good, but they all have a significant hole. And I think that the teams are just they're they're all going to beat up on each other and we'll probably end up having like a three-way <laughs> anyway. it's possible but it's possible but i mean byron center i mean they've proved in the last few years too that they've you know kind of been a little more the favorite than zealand west usually zealand i mean for a long time zealand west was the favorite in the okay green so um and then i think saga wins, wins their league their division
0: yeah they're usually the favorite to win their division um after Fenville's run late last year, I, I don't know what to pick because both teams have a, a good core returning. So, I again, could be a coin flip like it was last year where uh, Fenville kind of wanted in a blowout there. Right. Um, when when we thought Well, last
2: year, we all would have put all of our money on Duck winning. Yep, absolutely. And then it wasn't just that Fenville won. It was the last game of the year with the conference on the line, and
0: Fenville crushed them. Yeah.
2: Crushed a team that was in the state finals.
0: Yep. So, I, I yeah. My pick is I don't is even know what to flip. make of
2: that. like it's still one of the most baffling games that I can remember from here for over a decade. I mean that there's been upsets that you don't see coming. There's been you know things like that. I've never seen the underdog completely dominate a rivalry game with a conference title on the line when the, with all that they dealt with last year and the previous two three years against Sagatuk, Tuck has just whooped them yep and just to 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 about face so much in one game like that it's it's one it's still one of the craziest things that i
0: that that i can remember that for me is a coin flip i don't have a pick honestly for that for that league because i don't know what to expect from either team i know that they'll both be pretty good and they might be on the same level even at, at talent wise um it's just a matter of Um will a new coach in Fenville kind of mesh things together quickly or will it not work out? That's that's really the question mark for me. And in terms of a soccer tuck, i d I don't know um how that move from Brad Dunn is gonna work at quarterback. We don't we haven't seen it yet, obviously. Um it it probably should work because he's got the speed. Um but it's I think those two kind of for me even out, so I don't really know what what team's gonna kinda win out. Um in terms of the OK Green, I I think uh, i think the chicks are my early favorite right now okay. only because they return a, a good solid core um yeah they lost keegan ensing and, and kobe um two two good players there and, and brendan on the line um, and the and and de mm-hmm. uh, so a couple of good players you know from their team last year that went you know nine and oh but lost in the first round to the zealand west i think i think that kind of fuels them this this year right now they they won the conference, but they didn't. They got beat pretty good in the playoffs right. against a rival they beat a week earlier. Right. Um, I think Zealand East, in, in terms of their talent, is is coming back. Uh, I, I don't know what Byron Center has or Unity Christian has. I just know what we know. Um, right. I, and I think the Chicks are the early favorite for me. That's. It's, I mean, it's a good pick too. And
2: you, the the one name we haven't said yet is the best name, to, the most fun name to say. Boone. Boone. Boone's back. Yes. He was our defensive player of the year. Western he is a one man wrecking crew at linebacker, and you put him behind Adam Berghorst on a, a defensive line. Uh, that's domination. Yep. I mean, they they can I mean Adam Berghorst is gonna take up a couple of blockers every time, every snap. And Boone is gonna fill the the two of them. You can't go one on one of them, which gives them the advantage up front because there will always be too many people taking up those two people. So even if they don't, even if Boone doesn't have a hundred and whatever tackles like he did last year, because everybody's running away from him, it will. Everyone else will because of that factor.
0: Yeah. Yep, that they, they gives them the advantage. And I think that's why they're my my early favorite.
2: Yeah,
1: I can see that.
0: Do we want to make picks on who your offensive and defensive
1: players of the year are going to be? Well, I mean, it's... How about, or, or, or top three, who's your top three players? The top three players overall? Skill, yeah. Okay. Skill well, or positional players?
2: Okay, well, coming back, I would say number one is Boone. Um, he is, we, he's he's a, just a great linebacker. He's he's way beyond his years football IQ-wise, and he just goes out and gets it done. I would say, for me, he's one. Um, I mean, it's hard not to talk about Berghorst when you talk about that, too. You're talking about somebody who's already committed to michigan state to play football and baseball he's six foot a thousand and um you know and 300 and
0: whatever pounds i mean yeah he's a tall lineman he is a yeah
2: and he's a pitcher he's a pitcher like that to me is what boggles me it's not like he's just some smash him up home run hitter or whatever like that he is a pitcher that's i mean that's really impressive to me um so i'll I'll give you three on each side of the ball. I think that those two uh those two for sure are top defenders um and you also got um uh, ross Bowman was a all state linebacker for zealand west last year um and he uh he could be the key to what they do defensively um that i think you know will be you know those those are three defensively that I would jump out on and I know that that uh chris would definitely agree with boone is the front runner but you have some other defenders
0: i would i mean i would also i mean for me i'd put a uh, in front of boone just for the reason alone that he has a lineman and can probably handle two guys on on his own and create a gap for any running back or tackle the, the quarterback pretty quickly uh, but yeah i mean boone and, and Berghorst are up there for me um yeah I, I agree ross bowman he he's not practicing this week um just coming over getting over an injury but yeah all state Guy, He's returning. He's going to be huge for Zealand West. Um, West Ottawa's Jason Fairfield. Um, he has experienced a lot of success, uh, both football and basketball. He knows what it's like to, to have been there. I think he's going to be a senior this year. Um, he returns for them, for, for the Panthers, and, and I think he feeds off of the leadership that he was under last year in that senior group with with Xavier Wade and, and Bosma and those guys Liam, and that, and that yeah. crew. He learned from them. He knows what's returning for West Ottawa. He could be a very key member of that West Ottawa team this year in trying to um, be that new senior class that takes over and, and leads them to where they want to be, probably another okay red title and another you know, sure. long football run. Um, I could see him as a captain or, or one of those guys that is, that's leading out there on the field. Definitely. And you don't get great high school
2: defensive backs as right. often as you get other positions too. So that that can definitely you know help shut down some – some passing games for sure too so um i think uh offensively i think um you know a lot of our playmakers the biggest offensive playmakers graduated yeah, <laughs> so yeah i mean we jackson shriver the quarterback for sagatuck is gone xavier wade is gone um austin lewis from fenville is gone trenton lane from hamilton is gone he was an all-state honorable mention running back on a team that was one and eight that tells you how good he was yep um you know and then a lot of the linemen, too. I mean, like, Cole Scott is gone. Luke Buckman. I mean, you've got a lot of a lot of things. So, I guess the three that I would pick out um, are Donovan Webb, running back for Holland. Um, he's been a huge force. He rushed for 1,000 yards last year only in eight games because he had a couple that he missed because of an injury. Um, I think that that uh, really gives them a big advantage. Um, and he's going to be a key player for them. Uh, I would say... Isaac Van Dyke for West Ottawa is huge having a quarterback that led that team to um, to all of those great, great things, conference title, playoffs, and everything. He's he's very poised. He's always been very poised, and I think that that's going to be a big, big thing for him um, and for the team. And then I would say um, changing it up. I mean, I could say a lot of people here, Brad Dunn, Josh Fusco, whatever, changing it up to just a key offensive player is I think that uh, uh Dylan Avalos from Saugatuck, he is uh you know a returning all conference lineman he has he's uh, slimmed down a little bit but he's moving from tackle to guard um he is he anchors that line that's got four of their five returning starters back that led the team to the state finals. I think that that is going be um he's gonna be a huge anchor for them.
0: I've got just a couple of guys and two are from Holland Christian. Brady Howell and Will Van Weeren, two now senior wideouts, um, two very talented. I mean, if if they had run into, into some injuries last year, they very well could have been two, uh, if, I, if I'm correct, two 1,000-yard uh, receivers. Yeah, they both had over 900, but and they Brady had to had move to around. In. Yeah, Brady um, had to be the third or fourth-string quarterback or whatever yeah. after the injuries. If if they got a quarterback that can throw, I mean, that, those are two guys that can catch, and they could be mm-hmm. a real threat to any team. If you got two talented wide receivers— and a possibly a good run game, your offense could be clicking easily from the first. Definitely, point. you can't just double team one of them because the other one will burn you every single time. Yep. And then obviously, uh, uh, Josh Fusco and, and and Brad Dunn, two guys that I think are gonna have fantastic years. Josh for Zealand East, as long as he's got some good run block up front, he'll be scoring a lot of points. And then, yeah, he bounces around better than a lot of running backs. He has does. a lot of good lateral movement, and his feet are quick. And then, uh, obviously, Brad Dunn and, and Sogatuck as a quarterback. I can see him scoring uh, a lot of touchdowns this year on his feet or with, with his arm. Um, that's just a couple easy picks for me for guys to look out for. Yeah, for sure.
1: Well, great. Anything else you guys want to add? I think we'll wrap it up here. Yeah, no.
2: I mean, we should mention Hope starts. Pract- Hope and Grand yep. Valley start practices this week, too. Um, Grand Valley is obviously dealing with the uh, loss of an ex teammate, or Not a loss. The ordeal of the the ex-teammate Marty Carter that was shot and could be facing some sort of paralysis after that, which is just really sad. It's been a crazy situation with him. He uh, opted out of his senior year because he wasn't going to be academically eligible, and then he went into the supplemental draft. He just had a workout with the Kansas City Chiefs, and then he gets shot outside a gas station or whatever it was. And just everything's changed now, and it's just really just he was a great kid he is a great kid I gotta I, he's he's not dead he, he's I gotta keep it it, it right. feels that way the yeah. way you know with with what's going on it's a yeah. career killer at least um, but uh, you know obviously our uh, uh, you know our thoughts and prayers with him and his family because and the whole GvSU community because it's I mean it's hard to just do anything when you know that that's happened and that's kind of looming in at somebody you are used to you know uh, putting the pads on right next to so um then hope college starts on thursday their practices and chris i mean you've been covering them if you want to talk a little bit about what we should expect out of them this year
0: well to be bluntly honest if they don't win the miaa they probably will consider it a failed season last year they were one game within that losing to trying on the road they return i think a majority of their team um yeah they got a lot of good recruits uh, peter Sersma has done quite well i hope now going into his third season i'm sure he expects a lot out of his team um uh, they put the, the last season in the past and, and looking forward to this one uh it's going to be a um a tough road though so nothing's gonna be handed to them the my is going to be hard uh, i'm sure Tryon returns a, a solid uh program and a couple rivals and adrian and albion will will give them a give them a run too um I look forward to seeing what they what they've got back. Um, they got a couple of local guys on the team that are returning seniors. Um, Mason, uh, I can't think of his last Ople. name. apple the quarterback. Yeah, I think he returns. Um, yep. So when you have a returning quarterback, you have a pretty solid program in, in place. Um, and, and going to not what his is second year because um, he didn't play in starts first year. Um, your your team is looking pretty good if you got that uh, that guy returning a quarterback. So it should be. It should be a good season for hope. Um, yeah. Plus, you got get decked at
2: linebacker. That's right, Mason Decker. Mason Decker, yep. Best Twitter handle there is, get decked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say, uh, you know, for Sturzma, this is third season. Like you said, he's been with the program. That's a key season for coaches. Um, you've had now two years to put in your type of offense, your type of defense, your guys you've recruited are starting to filter in. You know, they're now. Sophomores, juniors, you know, so you've got some playmakers you should see making time, and I think even in the MIAA, there is even more freshmen that play than yeah, you know, Division One or Division Two guys. Definitely,
2: I I mean, I would agree with Chris too. They, I mean, their they should their goal should be, I mean, I am sure it is every year, but their goal, their attainable goal should be to win the MIAA. They should win the MIAA, Um, and then I mean, Sturzma has always talked about taking this program to the next level, and. It, this has been a good step. He met they, you know, they were okay learning the first year. They almost got it last year. They need to get it this year. And then, I mean, he's really he's got bigger fish to fry too. I mean, he's we're talking about being able to win some playoff games yeah. is the is the goal here. I mean, that has not happened in quite some time. Uh, the MIAA always struggles nationally um, with some of the powerhouses they have to face from the Midwest. Um, Division three football is just stronger in other states wisconsin and ohio specifically there just aren't as many division two schools in those places so they get a lot of kids that would be like gliac kids here that would be going to grand valley um so it's 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 not necessarily an even playing field but it is what it is and uh that's that's who you're facing but i mean i think that happens i mean i think they win this year and i think that this becomes a a trend where they're at least even if they don't win every year they're co- going to be contending for quite some time now and then you know then they can take the next step from there
1: okay sounds good final thoughts anybody going on once going on twice
2: uh shout out to skylar cook weeks from michigan lakeshore aquatics for making making a bunch of finals at junior <laughs> nationals um uh, that's you know pretty impressive he it was a you know for all intents and purposes a distance guy he's going to be swimming like the mile and stuff and college and he finaled in the 50 the 100 and yeah. the 200 and the maybe the 400 also he finaled in three of those the short races um at junior nationals which is not easy to do so shout out to skyler cook weeks
1: and on that note on behalf of dan dianan and chris adarasny i'm brian vernellis thank you all for listening we'll see you next time on from the press box